Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer Don McClay. Yeah, man. Hey, One of those up? Tuesdays, right? Monday just was uh, yesterday. That's right, Steve. Very and good. I was looking ahead um, at the calendar, and tomorrow's Wednesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. <clears throat> Weekday, Chuck. Stuff you learned during the pandemic. Yes. That's great. Hey, it's a Confession Tuesday, which means coming up at 11.30 today, hour three, if you listen on the podcast. And the question today is... What is the strangest thing that someone might find under your bed? So you can confess that. <laughs> Good Could one. be anything. Anything Could be at anything. all. Could okay, be that'll weird. be fun. We'll get to that at 1130. Go to our mm-hmm. Facebook page. You can email the show, Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Uh, this just in, at least somewhat recently, NBC has canceled the Golden Globes. I was really surprised when I saw this <laughs> on Twitter last one. night. I said, what? They might be a thing of the past. Uh, apparently, there has been a bunch of controversy uh, surrounding the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association, including a severe lack of diversity, preferential treatment, misuse of funds, mm-hmm. allegations of sexism and abuse. Um, I can't remember who it was, but I did see a headline of one of the actress, one actress who said that. Anytime she was interviewed by a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press, it was just very sexist. Hmm. And so we're hearing more of that. We're hearing that they have zero black members. Right. That is that is really shocking. Yeah. That's, when were the Globes this year? What month? Uh, it was in March. I enjoyed the broadcast more than the Oscars. Yep. Oh yeah, I, I just liked it. It was remember it was uh, all the celebrities were at home and it was like kind of fun because they yes. talked to each other. You know, we Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were in separate locations, even though it looked like they were on the same stage. One was in New York, one was in L.A. It was efficient. Yeah, yeah, it's my a favorite. I think it's my favorite award show. Oh, for sure, Me too. It's Absolutely. just really loosey goosey. Obviously, they're liquoring everybody up too. They got these giant magnums of Moet Chandon that are on every table, and people are loosey goosey. Um, so, I will be curious now to see with the announcement that NBC is not going to carry it. They did go on to say that they um, are hopeful that if the appropriate changes that they deem need to be made are in fact made, that it could come back to NBC uh, in 2023. Because I believe that NBC NBC has an agreement with them where I suppose they have they pay some element of the rights to broadcast this. It's made the Hollywood for, Foreign Press a lot of money over the years, and it's increased year after year. 
but the NBC can still, it's not like CBS can come and grab it now, as far as I understand, that NBC still has those rights, and they're essentially saying, look, if you want to continue, and NBC does a bang-up job of promoting it, they promote the bejesus out of it whenever it is a normal year, mm-hmm. so maybe it'll come back next year, or or maybe not. I don't know. You know, anything. I, I suppose it's all on the table. It all could be negotiated right now. Do we feel like we need the Golden Globes? Do we need it to be a televised event? It would be a bummer to lose it. Frankly, I'd rather lose the Oscars. I would too. Snore. I agree. I'd rather read about who won what at the Oscars. Well, here's what it here's what it took. So there was this big expose in the Los Angeles Times back on February 21st. This is where. They, the LA Times took them to task on their lack of inclusion and all the junk that they found out was going on at the Hollywood Foreign Press. So Tina Chen, uh, the Times Up president and CEO, said this is a defining moment for Hollywood. Today we have the opportunity to recognize that by speaking up against one powerful but deeply flawed award system, we can begin to reimagine a more equitable industry. She went on to say it took the collective voices, how about this, of individual actors, creators, Mm -hmm. and a united front of over 100 publicists, along with the powerful moral leadership of companies like Netflix, Amazon, and Warner Media to make this happen. Together, we demanded an award ceremony that is fully inclusive, transparent, and respectful. Courage and leadership made a difference. Well, we'll see. Tom Cruise returned his Awards. Oh, he did. Uh, oh, he yeah. yeah. Put them anymore? in the mail and sent them back yesterday. Yeah, he, he said, "I don't want them anymore." He oh, has I'd, three. I'd, I'd keep the awards. Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, they're speaking out against the Hollywood uh, Foreign Press Association. They're demanding change. Um, Netflix, Amazon, Warner Media, you know, HBO, all cut ties. It just makes me wonder why. All this time, why they're just realizing this now? Is it just because we're having that moment, you know, where people are becoming more aware? How can you not have been aware that this is just a bunch of white guys? They've even joked about it um, during some of the broadcasts. Yeah, well, to your point, history probably plays a role in this in terms of the the moment the time in history that we're in right now yeah okay but but i would agree with you that i'm sure of those 100 publicists or netflix amazon whatever there are people who have been in the know and that does not make the stand or demand for change that doesn't it doesn't cheapen it because if change for the good happens you kind of you just take what you can get right yeah so but, but but I'm sure that there are people who knew and just didn't mm-hmm. care because it wasn't a big deal. And right. they didn't think, even if even if you cared about it, and I'm sure some people didn't, by the way, but even if you cared about it, it's not like you thought, okay, back in 2014, this looks shady. I should speak up about this. Well, I'm sure people of color have thought about it. Oh, I'm sure they have. You know Absolutely. I mean? I'm sure yeah. they were like, hey, uh, excuse me. But as you now have a bunch of white actors who are coming out and sort of trying to lead the charge here, Mm. um, to your point, yes, I bet that there were some that did know, and it would not have been advantageous for their career. Like, could you imagine they go to their agent, their manager? Hey, I noticed the Hollywood Foreign Press seems to be just a bunch of white guys who are voting. Does that seem off to you? Should we create change? (laughs) No, I just want a globe. 
And they're like, why don't you just quiet down? Every time you right. win a globe, we get millions of more dollars for it's, your movies, right. all that. You can't fix it. It's broken. It's been broken. I'm sure there were those sorts of conversations that happened in Hollywood for years. But, hey, here's hoping. Here's I, hoping they I get some good I have a feeling change. they're going to start weeding out some of these awards, award shows. You know what I mean? Like, to your point, the Oscars, bleh, you know, the mm-hmm. ratings aren't that great, the Golden Globes, that there is, you know, the fact that we were in a pandemic to take on, into consideration. But the Grammys, people are saying they're corrupt. Yeah. You know, it's just... Well, listen, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if Hollywood took a step back and just, honest to goodness, we could just blind cut 30% of the award shows in middle America, who <laughs> like it's just such a congratulations festival yeah, that yeah, lasts for four months every year. I mean, it starts in the fall. The campaigning, the awards go through February. It's right. just. Can I just say, and I know we're up against the clock right yeah. now, but y- you would think there would be more sports related award shows because sports is such a huge you know, enterprise as far as entertainment goes, mm-hmm. as far as money goes. Viewership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would think. They pretty much I, have the ESPYs. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, hopefully they'll um, incorporate some serious change coming up very soon. When we come back, mm. Steve has some things that make us go, huh? Um, I got something about the moon. You've been looking up at the moon. You think you know what the moon looks like, is shaped like you don't. We're all going to feel really stupid in about three minutes. That and other things that you don't really need to know, but you'll be happy that you learn them. That's coming up next and things that make you go, huh? I'm Donna and Steve. Hey, we got to say a quick thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring this podcast. And for keeping my groin comfortable. I love Chill Boys. I love their boxer briefs. They are the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that I've ever slid on Ugh. to my body. No, I slide them on. Uh. You know why I slide them on? Because as they come up over my extremely well-developed thighs, I feel the cooling sensation. You feel it immediately. <laughs> Donna, you do. You have felt it too. Yeah, they're kind of they're made for guys, but you've tried them on. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, women like them too. I like to wear them around the house. They are absolutely the most comfortable pair of underwear that I have ever worn. That's because they source the best high-performance and eco-friendly fabrics that the guys behind Chill Boys could find. Yeah, you know what that fabric is? It's bamboo. You're putting bamboo on your legs. You think it's going to be noisy and clank around like panda food, but it's not. It's very comfortable. I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable undies you'll ever wear. Bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties, so it'll keep you free from odor. It'll keep you cool down there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Get 15% off your first purchase at chillboys.com. Use the promo code MYTALK. Chillboys, comfort where it counts. Let's do this. Things that make you go have seen the moon before yes sure yeah I'm big fan <laughs> big fan you feel like what it does something about the gravitational pull right yeah it's half moon is my favorite stuff. it's just so pretty oh you like half moon i like yeah. crescent moon oh, oh isn't oh. isn't that the same no, no. Oh, yes i like crescent i like the oh you yeah. like crescent i'm a crescent person not half not half half, half is i half think is half. it's I like the it's one like that half, curls on yeah. the ends. So yeah, you can sit on curls. it. Exactly. Dreamworks. Yes. You know the animation for Dreamworks movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't that the one? The Is end. that the one that he's fishing off of? Yeah. Oh. Don't even get me started on movie intros. Movie studio intros. I could just 
I just love them. Me too. When I'm ready to watch a movie, and then you, like, let's say it's 20th Century Fox. Aren't you pumped? And now that doesn't exist anymore. P.S. What? It doesn't exist anymore. Because that was swallowed up. It's 20th Century Fox. Oh. That's a bummer. Dawn. I'm sorry. Wow. Let's go back to moon. Thanks, Let's Debbie. talk about My the moon. My favorite <laughs> moon is a full moon. How would you describe the shape of the moon? Round. <laughs> Roundish, yeah. Like a basketball. They took the bait! You think it's a sphere. It's yes. not. Oh. It is actually shaped more like a lemon than it is like a sphere. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Probably has to do with the fact that it's a lot of miles from here. Yeah. How far is it from here? Oh, jeez, don't... I'm not going to... I'm just saying, when you see people... (laughs) For... When you see the moon, and you see it from here, it looks close-ish, right? Like, I can't see... I can't see Michigan, but I can see the moon. Yeah, that is kind of weird, right? Because you're on it. You're on the same... You're on the moon? No, you're on the same planet as Michigan, so of but, course you can't see right, it in the right, same way right. you could see the moon. But even if, what about this? You're pl- flying in a plane. Oh. 35,000 feet in the air, still can't see Michigan. Can't you? Well, no, maybe it not unless you're exist. flying over Michigan. What are you saying? You oh, think you're in a oh. plane, you can see Michigan? Well, if you're flying out of Detroit, you probably yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it right there. <laughs> I just think it's crazy. I don't understand distances. I just don't. Understand I don't understand it. sound. Uh, the is it the sound of light? The speed of light. The speed, the speed of, of, light. of sound. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, because <laughs> when we look at stars, wow! I didn't anticipate getting high this early. When when we look at stars, yeah, aren't man. we technically yeah. uh, uh, it's like looking that into stars the past? Like dead. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't exist anymore, and we're just seeing it now, man. That was eight years ago, man. So anybody looking at our star hasn't seen it yet. Are we even here? <laughs> nah. It's probably super great that I've never smoked marijuana. I would agree. Oh no, I think it's a shame. <laughs> let's let's see what that's like. Oh, boy, if it was the 90s, there would be your radio bit. Right? We're Come gonna, by Big Lots. The Steve's prob- going to be smoking up for the first time. <laughs> problem is we're going to have to go to Michigan to get some. Oh, yeah. Is it legal there? Yes. Let's go to New Jersey instead because it's legal there. Yes, just recently. I don't even know if it's in effect yet. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mm. That's why Donna said, can I start working from home? Like home home? <laughs> like, <laughs> like my, my original home, home the OG. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? If you pay $3 for a cup of coffee, which is pretty standard if you go to, you know, Caribou, Starbucks, that is a 2,900% markup on what it would cost for you to make it at home. Right. Bean water. Hi. Okay. It just makes me so mad when you go to Starbucks. All it is is beans and water. That makes me think of your boiling beans. (laughs) Bean water sounds very gross to me. I don't know Mm -hmm, why. Yeah. Well, that's Uh. what it is. Thinking. According to J.K. Rowling, this is such a stupid one, but I'm just going to share it anyway. I like Harry Potter. Harry Potter was born in 1980, according it's very to you. This is Chuggy. <laughs> to have like, if I had a shirt that said Hogwarts, oh, actually, it would be Chuggy. Is this Chuggy? Donna got me this. It's a Will Ferrell shirt. All the faces mm. of Will Ferrell in oh. movies. It's probably Chug. I'd be chugging. Uh, you know what? But at some point, being chuggy is going to be ironic, and people yes. are going to be wearing that stuff to be <laughs> I think we should already be proud to be chuggy. I think you're right. Uh, the person who invented the stethoscope was a guy named Rene Lenick, and he came up with it because he didn't feel comfortable putting his ear directly on women's chests. Oh, Rene, well, thank you. We need more Renes, huh? Yeah. Wow. What's your problem, Donna? Uh, We just got an email. I just saw the subject line. Worst science segment ever. (laughs) (laughs) I know who that is. That's our buddy, Dell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whatever, Dell. So funny. Steve, you're reading a book. I finished a book. You finished a book. I finished a book, and I found out something shocking. Maybe I should have known this about Seinfeld. I will tell you about it and how Sean Hayes found out Will and Grace was going bye-bye next. Warm weather is finally here. It's summertime and the perfect time to join the Y. The Y has outdoor pools and splash decks at locations throughout the area for fun days with family and friends. And here's the best part. If you join by May 13th, you'll get $5 enrollment and 25% off dues for the whole summer. Swim on over to ymcanorth.org and join today. Listening is just part of the My Talk experience. For more fun, follow us on social media. Find My Talk 107. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Don McClain hanging with us too. Steve actually finished a book. I'm Why very did... impressed. Okay. You've been reading this book for a good two years now. <sighs> I have been reading this book. I think I bought it two months ago. Fair You've had... enough. And I have I've slowly made my way through it, and okay. now that I've finished it, give uh, us the dirt. I would give it a full recommendation for anyone who enjoys television. If you like TV, particularly if you like behind the scenes things in the world of TV, then you should get this book. It's a fun, easy read. I'll hold it up for our friends who are watching on YouTube. It's called Top of the Rock: Inside the Rise and Fall of Must See TV. This is written by. Warren Littlefield. Warren Littlefield is uh, part of NBC's Brass. He was. He worked there for 20 years. And uh, he took over for Brandon Tartikoff. Remember Brandon mm-hmm. Tartikoff? Absolutely. And uh, so it's it's talking all about the, the 90s on NBC, particularly Thursday nights. 
Do you remember when mm-hmm. Must See TV was just at its height? Yes. And it was the only thing. They, on NBC, were beating the other three networks, Fox, ABC, CBS, combined by a large margin. They were just dominating it. They were charging tons of money for ad sales. Um, in fact, for the for the Seinfeld finale, which was in 1998, they charged $1.8 million back then for a 30-second spot during the the, the close of Seinfeld, which I believe had 75 million viewers. Wow. Um, But I was reading last night and a a bit about Seinfeld that I learned that maybe I knew at one point if I did, I learned, I felt new to me last night. The book walks you through all of these different shows. It starts with Cheers. They touch on The Cosby Show. Then they go into... Uh, Friends and Seinfeld plays a big part in this. So Seinfeld's sort of toward the top of the book. And it's very interesting just to hear how it all came about. And the fact that I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, they shot the pilot and then it was on the shelf for two whole years at NBC. So if you've ever seen the original uh, pilot episode and then see episode two and you think George looks different, Jerry looks (laughs) a little, it was two whole years later. Oh, wow. And so Seinfeld is really kind of the jumping off point for when things get meaty in this book. And then it ends with Seinfeld deciding that he was not going to come back for another season. So I like the bookended nature of that, which was, uh, which was fun to be able to go back to Seinfeld. You just wanted a little more on it. Do you know how much money Jerry Seinfeld turned down in his final year? Now, earlier in the book, there was a point when Tim Allen, who during the 90s, was doing home improvement and it was crushing. It was doing great, it was huge success for ABC. At one point he signed a deal for a million dollars an episode and uh, he, he came out and said, I'm the richest man on television. Tim and Allen did? Tim Allen says okay. this. Jerry Seinfeld, according to the book, calls Warren Littlefield, the big management at NBC, and he said, I'm gonna call Tim Allen. <laughs> he said, no, 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 Jerry. He said, no, I'm gonna call him and say, do you really think that you make more money than the guy who is the co-creator, the writer, the producer, and star of the number one show on television. And Warren said, no, Jerry, you don't need to. You just told me you don't need to call him. And then he didn't. You know, I'm sure there was some level of joking, but Jerry wasn't public about his money, but he was making a ton of money. Here's how the story goes. They are, they approach Seinfeld every year. Warren Littlefield goes to his, uh, his office on the lot right around Halloween, it says, hey, we want you back for another year. And Jerry says, great, let's talk. Warren's buttering him up. The audience loves you. We love you. You've got more stories to tell. This is like a pre-Halloween ritual. And then, generally, sort of bizarre that they have these dates, on December 23rd of every year, Jerry calls Warren Littlefield and says, I'm in. Let's do it. They By that point, they've negotiated for two months, figured out if the price is right, and then they make it official right before Christmas. Heading into the, the, the final season, while they were in that final season, Warren Littlefield goes over to Jerry's place and says, hey, we want you back, more stories to tell, blah, blah, blah. But for the first time, Jerry has hesitancy. Now, bear in mind, Larry David left the show the year prior. Mm, okay, walked away that's as important. the showrunner, yeah. walked away as the co, uh, co-writer, and Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld would work seven days a week on this show. It was all-consuming for them. Larry and Jerry would rewrite, Mary! They would rewrite every episode that they did. And so it was all-consuming. And some people were saying, 
Larry was the secret to the show. So Seinfeld really felt this onus to produce funny episodes during those final two seasons without Larry David. And he said it was really tough when Larry left because they were just brothers in arms. They did mm-hmm. it all together. Mm-hmm. So Warren goes and says, Jerry, we want you back. And Jerry says, look, I don't have a life. I have to tell you this. I have no life. This show is my everything. I don't have a family. I, don't, I got nothing. I got nothing going on. And at some point, I need to have a life outside of this show. Mm. And he said he felt insulated, wasn't in touch with the real world. At one point, he was in a deli, saw a calling card. Remember calling cards from the 90s? Saw a calling card and said, I don't even know what that, what is that? He didn't even know what it was because he had just been sheltered I in his studio life. I don't know what it is a calling card. Remember calling cards that would no. allow you to do long distance so you had a calling oh, card. Yes, yes. And then yes, you yes. could call long distance. It was like a got prepaid. it. Okay, got it. I thought you meant like, <laughs> like a lady left her. Yes. Like you uh, oh. I've received your calling card. That's what and I we thought. We will let the lady Donna know that you've stopped <laughs> oh. by. Oh, is that like a Yeah, that's what an invitation it was called. to That's uh-huh. what I thought he meant to yeah. hug okay. each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that. Uh but so anyway, he felt out of touch. Sure enough, they go in, they negotiate. That's okay. He's a little bit off, but we're going to get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. There is a meeting that happens. At some big guy's fancy apartment in New York City, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go up and they're all going to woo Jerry. We think we might lose him. Seinfeld is the biggest hit. The ratings are going up still. Final year, the ratings are still mm-hmm. increasing. This mm-hmm. mega hit. And this is what they did. They said, I'm just going to read to you a brief excerpt from the book, if you don't mind. They say, Jerry sent signals that it might be time for him to get off the stage. Jack Welch who I believe Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock, Alec Baldwin's character, is based on. Jack Welch said, Jerry, come here at this meeting. They go off to the side, and Jack Welch writes on a piece of paper and gives it to Jerry. They always write on a piece of paper. Why do they do that? No one ever writes on paper for me. And then they slide it across the table. That's what I do every time. Yeah, you do this. You <laughs> still negotiate like this. You're the paper slide. You're yeah. our Seinfeld. I will slide it over because I don't want to say it out loud because I get angsty. <laughs> <laughs> and then does the other do the other powers that be scribble it out? Maybe like take off a zero and then yeah. slide it no, back I'll to you. No, I'll get an email back. Okay. Or oh. a printed copy no. left in my mail. So side. you slide the paper. Yeah. And then they don't. They just look at it and say. They'll tell okay, me what we'll they're willing it. to do, and then I go back and cross it out and go. Here's what I'd prefer. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I had papers slid across me before I left Springfield Mo. Mm, you three didn't like the papers times, and oh, I said, really? "Yeah, no, I just need Mm-mm. to. I need to take this risk in my life." Yeah. Oh, and look at you. So I'm like, and I'm a little mad that you had an extra twenty five thousand just lying around that you didn't pay me before. It happens every time. They're not so going to give it up. They always That's say they don't to. have money. And it's like, I'm really? Like, okay. Let's do the math. Let me, let me bookkeep with you. Very insulting. Back to Seinfeld. <laughs> Jack Welch walks off. Jerry, come here. They go off to the side, and he writes on that piece of paper, and he gives it to Jerry. He writes $5 million a show. That is for 22 shows. Oh, my that God. That is $110 million. Firm offer. We Just didn't negotiate. That's the offer. That's the beginning. That's our jumping off point for these wow. negotiations. And Jerry Seinfeld said no. Not to a million dollars an episode like we heard the Friends cast got. And at one point, Seinfeld's cast was all getting a million dollars an episode. $5 million per episode for Jerry to stay on. And he said No. And he kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it. And the fact that the ratings were on the rise gave him pause where he said, sure enough, you know, if you stay on long enough, 
people will just sort of forget that you're on. Oh, is that mm-hmm. show still on? Mm-hmm. And he said, there's something about the buzz in the room. Like if a, if a comic crushes on the last joke and says, good night, everybody. And everybody just wants them to t- give us five more minutes, ten more, anything. Just give us something else. That's how you want to leave them. That's yeah. how Jerry, uh, and he is, he's long said that. He wanted to leave the buzz in the room. And he did that. I just never knew that he turned down $110 million but to do one more season. Sometimes it's not worth the money. Like he said, he didn't have a personal life. He was already in his mid-40s, probably, at that time. At the very least, his early 40s. He had already made a ton of money. It's not always about money. It's about self-preservation. And Sure. You know? No, I hear you. I hear you. The, the, the flip side of that argument would be, even for the rich, another $110 million is such an insane amount of money. Just for nine more months, not at war. On a Hollywood studio, just give us give us another nine months of work on this, that and, is then you, and then you greed. can go away. It's just incredible that he was able to say no to that. He said, I thought of the Beatles. They did nine years, and then we're gone. And so I was, I was shocked at that. Now, they bring in other management in the book. A lot of fun stories. If you like Friends, if you like Cheers, if you like Will and Grace, all sorts of fun behind-the-scenes stories, ER, etc. Uh, Sean Hayes talks about from Will and Grace, and they, they have, they have a a couple of good chapters on Will and Grace. And I never really watched that show. I've seen it peripherally, but I never followed along with the show. Oh, very funny. Um, Sean Hayes said that he called uh, Jeff Zucker, Zucker, who came in after Warren Littlefield, and the ratings were slipping on Will and Grace. And so Sean Hayes calls the big brass and said, hey, any any chance? And he said he got a really hurried response. Sean, what's up? You know, that kind of thing when you feel like, okay, you don't even want to be on the phone with me. This is an inconvenience to your day. And he said, any chance that we could get more marketing dollars? And Sean Hayes says that the new uh, head of TV at NBC, Jeff Zucker, then just said to him, Sean, nobody cares about the show anymore. We're not going to put any more money into it. Just boom. Just punch in the gut right there. Not like, well, let's talk about it. Maybe you have an interesting idea as to how we could promote the show. Just nobody cares about the show anymore. You just got to deal with that. Wow. Boom. Done. Will and Grace. We've up given here. up on All right. you. Top of the Rock. That's the name of the book. Top of the Rock. Highly recommend it for TV nerds out there. Uh, it's not exactly new, by the way. It probably came out about five years ago. But okay. Really All right. Good. good to know. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Thank you for finishing a book. I Now what do I do? Start a new one. No. Uh, learn how to knit. Mm. <laughs> All right. Send me your book recommendations. Uh, email them to me if you have any. When we come back on the Donna and Steve show, um, if you see something, you should say something. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I'm starting to lose respect for Jennifer Lopez. Whoa. I will tell you why when we come right back on My Talk 1071. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. And this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Are we all getting sick of hearing about Jennifer Lopez and her romance? <laughs> yeah, what's, well, what's happening? It's just every day. You know, here's, here's what's happening with me with J-Lo. I see a headline, and then I just take the headline, and I opt not to read the story. Nice. Just like, oh, that's going on. Oh, that's going on. Yes. You've been reading these articles. You've been learning things about yes. her. Yes. And you're not feeling great about it. Remember, I said that, you know, she was seen with Ben Affleck. Immediately, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're doing it. They're okay. Oh, my God. Well, Maybe they're just being confidants for one another. 
friends. Mm, I don't hold hands with my guy friends. Sorry. Huh. Do well, you? <laughs> my gay guy friends. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but apparently they just spent a week in Montana together. They were seen at the airport together. And then, you know, of course, there's photos everywhere, which makes me a little suspicious as to why we know so much. They landed in L.A. on a private jet. Mm. They were seen holding hands. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Then she led him to Poor another dog. SUV. Apparently, they were attending a party together in Montana, and people close to them have previously insisted that they're still strictly friends. They've never not been friends. Okay. Um, I just, it feels really desperate to me. I don't know anything about what's going on, obviously, technically, but from what I'm seeing, it just feels like can you just be by yourself for six months hmm. might do you a world of good that's yeah. all i care about her i like the lady i like her a lot <laughs> I care she's about a nice her. lady that's great well you know i think there are some people who just sort of have that serial nature of they're never they're never alone they're always with somebody and and i understand how if you go through a breakup how the inclination would be to find comfort in somebody else, especially someone that you have a history with. There's mm. a comfort. There's a grandma's quilt aspect to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, ben is a Mexican pizza Correct. Taco Bell feeling about it. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody be vulnerable. What makes you feel comfortable and cozy and safe? That's funny. But, you know, so, so there's some of that. It's harder to heal alone. Although I'm sure it could be argued that often it's more healing to heal alone when you're coming out of a relationship. Because that's where you allow the emotions to sort of settle. Now, I have to say, I am coming from a very independent person point of view. I've been alone for a very long time, and I feel like that is when I've experienced my most growth. Mm Mm-hmm. And the least amount of growth I've experienced was in a relationship. Mm. I feel like once you have that experience of being alone, now you can be ready. You know, we're all coming from our own personal places. Mm -hmm. So I guess it irritates me to see someone, a strong woman who's got, you know, a lot of talent, a lot of smarts, a lot going for her great hard worker, great mom, just throw herself at the next person. It just feels desperate. It just feels desperate to me. Well, well, apparently he threw himself at her. Oh, well. He was writing her love emails. Love emails? Say more, Dawn. Yes, yes. Uh, Elizabeth Reese told me this in the Dirt Alert at 820. Take everything she says with a grain of salt. Paraphrase. I kid. (laughs) That um, when she was in the Dominican, Mm -hmm. um, he saw the crack in the door Uh of A-Rod really messing up and was like, oh, here's my opportunity to slide into her DMs, write her a very romantic letter Mm -hmm. and so he told her how beautiful she looked and and um 
wishes he could be there with her in the beautiful Dominican and then said some other very flowery things. And she's always been a real sucker for Ben Affleck's pen. Mm. That he is known for writing. She loves romance. He has he a way with write words. a good love letter. And so oh. then they started emailing back and forth. So he pursued it. He's getting his foot in the door while he can. <laughs> yep. Okay. So he's an opportunist. She's desperate. And she's like, all right, well, this will make A-Rod jealous. So maybe I'll go with this. And How does A-Rod feel Not about good. All of this? He was shocked, according to reports. Well, maybe he can call up his... 20-year-old reality star and talk to her about how she feels about it. I mean, it just feels like a big (laughs) old mess. Like, he truly thought, according to reports, that the two of them would be able to um, get back together. Doesn't seem like that's happening now. Now, J-Lo has been engaged five times. Yeah. You're proving my point. I'm just throwing that out there as another thing to consider. She lives her life differently. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so different from what I've experienced. I'm like, oh, yes. Go for Ben again. I think the internet is clamoring for it in the same grandma's quilt sort of vein. It's just like, oh. And Ben's been through some hard times. He's been through some really hard times being in rehab and Mm -hmm. dating that other girl who was out of his league. And now he just needs to get back to J-Lo. Who probably thinks she can fix him. But I think he's okay now. He just would love to have his lover back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She's also been married, what, three times? I think uh, she's been married, um, excuse me, engaged five times. Three of those ended up in marriage yeah two ended before the wedding okay all right listen you do you i just i can see the writing on the wall and to me it looks like shaky ground to start a relationship bad for ben i do too i mean i don't think you can get right out of a, a, a relationship where you were planning to marry a person and then five minutes later go oh let me get back to the guy that i was gonna marry before I would tend to agree with that. Just, I'm worried about her, is all I'm saying. Just seems a little... Desperate. Rash. Okay, rash is fair. It feels like a a, a rush to get into the next thing. You know, I call it the boxes phases of life. I hate hate the boxes phases of life. I hate waiting to hear back about something. These times of transition... When it's like the boxes when you're moving out. You still live in your house, but you're planning to move. Sure. But where the chair used to be now there's a box of pots that you're moving and you just don't feel fully settled there but you need to so you want to rush through that as best you can as opposed to taking maybe a little inventory just relax exactly that's all i'm saying guys okay i saw something i just wanted to say it (laughs) thank you that means it's time for us to talk about horses the churchill downs controversy the kentucky derby horse medina spirit who tested positive for Herpender, <laughs> we now find out that they're not going to get back that second test for two to three weeks. So Medina Spirit is headed to the Preakness this weekend, second leg of the Triple Crown. Trainer Bob Baffert, who has been temporarily banned from Churchill Downs, is not going to the Preakness. He said he's going to stay back, doesn't want to be a distraction. He's got a couple horses that are going to be racing there. Oh, my God. Some of the stuff that he has said about how the horse could have gotten 
you know, tested positive. Like, yeah. oh, one of the grooms, which is a guy who takes care of, like, the area, yeah. peed in the hay. And then that guy had taken some medicine and then the horse ate the contaminated hay. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. God, We're don't not pee buying in it. the hay. Don't pee in the That's hay. That's the real lesson. Right. <laughs> Bye, Dawn. Bye. <laughs>